down here to win championships. Not one, championships. Not two. LeBron, tell us about that. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 11 of the Battered Heat Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, I got two other Battered fans. Uh, let's start off with Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? Well, it's good to be back, talking a little bit of uh, – I got my culture cup filled up, but I left it in the kitchen, <laughs> so. There you go. Joining on the culture, man. You're missing out. Solana, how you doing, sir? Doing good, man. Glad to be back in Miami. It looks like I brought the cold weather from up north with me. Uh, bro, it's been uh, it's been a really nice Christmas. Santa Claus brought me a lot of beautiful things. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad that's to hear beautiful. that. that yeah, is awesome. yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Christmas win also on Christmas Day. But before we get into that, they did have a game last week against the Hawks. Since we last recorded, they played two games. Uh so I guess let's get into the Hawks game real quick before we start talking about Christmas Day and the one and only Triple J. Uh, Solana, what did you think about that Hawks game? They got started hot, 11-1, I think it was 11-1 lead, and then the Hawks fought back, and obviously we had a close game. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a really, really, really good first half, and then it tipped into – it looked like it was going to be another third quarter. But it, you know, the Heat were able, the Heat were able, you know, to fight back towards the end of the third quarter and even it up. And it, you know, it looked it, it, literally the way that the season has been going. It was, I believe, it was tied up or really close, but one or two points going into the into the fourth quarter. And I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was holding my head. I was like, shit, man, we've lost every damn fourth quarter since I don't know when. And what mm-hmm. happened? We won, won a fourth, fourth quarter, quarter, boys. Yeah, we won a fourth quarter, and bro, I was, you know, it was a win that that, that we needed to have, especially on the home court. It's been tough this year on the home court, and bro, I'm I'm just happy that we pulled it out. And to be clear, we haven't recorded since last Thursday, I think it was. Played two games yeah. since then. Both those games won both fourth quarters. Times are changing, but specifically to that Hawks game. Duncan Robinson showed up big time in that fourth quarter. 21 points in the fourth mother effing quarter. Chris has been on Duncan's on his culture all season long. Chris, what do you think of your boy Duncan Robinson? Well, listen, I'll scratch that culture any day of the week. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you can put the hand motion all you want. I'm scratching that that Robinson culture because uh-huh. I, I'll tell you right now, if it wasn't for him coming into back in the fourth quarter, the game would have been washed. We would have been cooked. And the fact of the matter is, is like, I mean, I, I say it every week and I'm going to say it again. Like the evolution that Duncan Robinson is making through this season, week in and week out, is something that, it's going to make him some big money if he stays healthy. Like, really absolutely, big dude. Money. Absolutely. Well, I mean, he's already making big yes. money, Chris. Let's not, let's not forget. He's already making big money. Absolutely. But I echo you 100%. And I tweeted from my account for those of you that don't follow me at Danny Solana5. That's D A N I, not like a gringo, like a South American. That's right. Danny Solana5. So I tweeted it out. Duncan Robinson, possibly most improved player, possibly most improved player award this year. I mean, 
he has shown that he has added not only one other facet to his game, which is yes. a driving ability, but he has now added another facet to his game, which is the dish. He's able to drive and make mm. a decision on the way to the basket and able to either look for the three-point guy in the corner, look for the three-point guy standing up you know, at the top, or either alley-oop it or even – which we've seen a little teardrop lately. I, you know, I don't know what D Rob yes. to expect when he's driving to the hole. Go ahead. No, I mean it's, but it's it's phenomenal to see a player that in the beginning of his time with the Heat was kind of seen as a one-dimensional player, and then all of a sudden be able to fit the mold and play with within the system. And it's not just the system, but being able to recognize you know, some of the advantages of being able to, like you said, Solana, kick the ball when he needs to, drive when he needs to, teardrop. I mean, who would have thought that he would have been able to have a teardrop in his bag when he first started playing for the Heat? Like, you think he's just going to park himself behind the three-point line. I mean, at this point, he is a very versatile player to have on the court. Well, it makes no, it very absolutely. hard to close out close out on him because that, that's the benefit. Like you said, that's the evolution of his game. When when players close out, he's taking the ball to the paint and either dishing or finishing at the rim because he's been finishing at the rim also. And let me tell you, that that is where he made the biggest difference in the fourth quarter because if you noticed in the fourth quarter, his presence alone helped spread the court in order to be able to cause a little bit of commotion on the defensive side for the Hawks, which, let me tell you, the Hawks, they got a pretty good team. They got a pretty good yeah. team. I mean, they have good single, like, individual players, but as a team, they just, I don't know, they, they, well, they just I can't mean, get their shit together. Listen, Trey Young, if he, if, he gets, if he gets anyone just better than decent, then there's going to be problems. The Hawks are going to be a problem. When they got Deontay Murray, I thought that they might do something, but it just it doesn't so work did out. I. Yeah. But Trey Young went seven, 13 from three. Uh, he had some logo threes that game, which were like watching him play is, is frustrating because he's always looking for fouls and hitting those long threes. But um, but let's talk about Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero put up 30 and that game. Still. <laughs> Tyler Hero put up 30 that game. Uh, he was seven for 13 from three. He, he's in his bag. When Jimmy Butler's not there, Tyler Hero knows that he's the go-to guy, even though I think Bams should still be that go-to guy. But Tyler Hero takes the reins, and sometimes I think it's almost too much. But I, I guess we can get into that. Uh, Solana, what do you think about Tyler Hero's game this the last two games? Look, man, I mean, I think not only the last two games, but since Tyler Hero has come back from his ankle injury, he's been absolutely phenomenal. He's been all-star worthy. Um, you know, definitely it's, it's unfortunate that he missed that long, long period. I don't think he's going to be, you know, able to be qualifying for the all-star game, but if not, I mean, I'm saying he's having an all-star caliber year. So look, he's shown if, uh, if Butler's going to be out, he's going to be the guy. And Danny, you said it at the beginning of the year, this needed to be a Bam Adebayo's team, but Tyler Hero also needed to show that he was going to be the guy at certain points in order for this heat team to go somewhere. And I think he's showing, you know, the NBA, um, not only the heat fan, but the NBA that he's ready to take that next step into the conversation of, you know, is he at that level of a, you know, the guy across the court that we're talking about that, you know, Chris was talking about uh, our boy. That's not valid. Trey Young. Trey Young. I mean, 
look, man, I think Hero is absolutely at at Trey Young's status, if not better than him. That's that's my opinion. I don't like Trey Young's game. I don't want Tyler Hero to be Trey Young. Listen, no, I'm just I saying as a player, I just think he's better overall. Yeah, and and again, I just want to preface this by saying that he's not valid still. And on top of that, you have Tyler Hero who ended up going seven for thirteen from the three point line. I mean. For a player that shoots up as many shots as him to be able to go better than 50% from the three-point line, I mean, you, you can't beat that. You can't beat that any way, shape, or form. So uh, I wanted to ask you guys about Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, I think he, he gets a lot of crap because of his contract, right? I mean, that's why – let's be honest. That's why everybody hates on him. Absolutely. But I think Kyle Lowry has been playing pretty solid for who he is. I think he controls the ball, brings it up. Finds the open guy on the three-point when he brings the ball up. He can defend his thick body. You're not posting that kid up or not kid guy. Um, I, I I think Kyle Lowry has had a pretty decent season so far, money aside. Am I alone on this boat? No, nah, I don't think you're, you're not alone, man. I'm rowing there right with you, man. If we're going up Shits Creek, you're going with me uh, with Kyle Lowry. It's funny you mentioned his big body uh, because I was, you know, I was up in Jacksonville with with my wife's family and, and my two brother-in-laws who one goes to UF and the other one's hopefully going to be going to UF. He graduates this year. Shout out to them. But, um, you know, they, they were talking about, man, look at that guy's ass, bro. He is thick with three C's. And I'm like, boy, Kyle Lowry is thick with three C's and he's going to hit the big shot. He's going to hit the big shot when you need him to. And that's what he's been doing. He hits the shot or makes the right pass when you need him to. And, 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 you know, he's the anchor of this team in the fourth quarter when he needs to be. And, you know, he's, again, making the right plays uh, when he has to make them. And that's all you can ask of him. You know, like you said, contract aside. So the Heat beat the Hawks. And then we went on to Christmas Day against Philadelphia. And, I mean, let's just say it. That was – and I feel, I feel like Jaime's had a few – breakout games where you can say that that was the game <clears throat> but i think on christmas day that's the first day of the nba season for a lot of people that's when people start paying attention to the nba again because a lot of the teams in the nfl are now eliminated everybody starts gearing up to the nba season and jaime put on a show he in his bag the spin move the mid-range jump shot the way he crashes the boards his vision the passing I feel like this kid is so well put together for a rookie. And I guess it's you should expect that when you come out of a big-time school and you played four years there, UCLA. I mean, it's to, I guess to be expected. But this kid had, was a steal in this draft. If it wasn't for Wemby's hype, I think that Jaime is the rookie of the year right now. Because Wemby might be putting up better numbers because that team is surrounded by a lot of low-caliber players. But for Jaime to be standing yeah. out on this roster that people are considering – to be an Eastern Conference contender, and you're standing out to the level that he's standing out, I'm sorry. That's rookie of the year material for me. What have you been thinking about uh, your boy Jaime, Solana? I'm so, so glad you asked me. But hold on. Let, let's get, Can we take it a step back for a second? You know, I saw a lot of people talking a lot of shit, and I'm going to say shit. I'm sorry about that, but I have to say, talking a lot of shit, saying, oh, you know, the NBA is never going to give the Heat another uh, uh, Christmas Day game, you know, or, you know, you know, this and that because Jimmy Butler wasn't going to play. Let me tell you, man, Christmas Day game, 8 p.m., primetime, your out. boys showed up. 
Every single absolutely. one of those boys that stepped on that court showed up. All right. So no more shit culture. talking. Yeah, seriously. Literally, we were all just sniffing all that culture all over the place, all over the <laughs> arena. I, mean, I, I wasn't at the arena, but whoever was at the arena was sniffing it. I was doing it in Jacksonville. That's how we were doing it. But also, getting back to the rookie of the year talk. Look, Wemby. Wemby is he's a liability to possibly get injured. One. Two. If he does get injured at some point because San Antonio is having such a bad season, you expect them to possibly shut him down, right? So it then comes down to Chet Holmgren, who's having a fantastic season, averaging has, 17 yeah. points, eight, almost eight rebounds, two and a half assists, shooting 53%. I mean, guys having an absolute baller year over there in OKC. So I think it comes down to, you know, can the – both of the players sustain what they're doing. And if they both sustain what they're doing, it's going to come down to, I think, whose team goes further or ends up better at the end of the season. And I think the Heat have the upper hand here because the Western Conference looks pretty, you know, I mean, OKC's doing good, but the Western Conference looks like it's going to be pretty crazy with how it's, you know, how, how, how good the, you know, some of the teams that we didn't think are going to be doing so well are doing. So, bro, hot take right here. If I were you, if I was a mm -hmm. betting which I am, mm -hmm. and I've gone ahead and done this. Rookie of the year plus three thousand. Put it on your boy JJJ. Put it on I think your. Think so. Anna said it right here. Put it on him. Hey, it's a flyer, but he's it's... plus right now. And like I said, that home group can go down. It's good money. Go down. One of those guys go down. Hey, could be some good money. Unfortunately, in the NBA, it just, it just like for example, I remember when LeBron and Carmelo were rookies in two thousand three, and I mean even Dwayne Wade, but Dwayne Wade wasn't considered right. It was, it was between Carmelo and LeBron, and LeBron won it, but Carmelo made the playoffs, and D Wade made it to the second round, but LeBron won and it Carmelo. because it was Le and, Le yeah, Le and LeBron. Hold on, LeBron won it before he was drafted. Like let let's be real, it was LeBron's yeah. war to win. All the time. Look, but that's what I mean about Wemby. Wade wasn't D right. Wade wasn't D Wade. D Wade wasn't. Yeah, but if Wemby goes down with an injury, and well, he if doesn't we're play, injury, you know, thirty yeah, games, eh, you never know. Or I mean, that's what I'm saying. You never know what can happen. So again, you know, you I think we could all let, agree Jaime is third. In, 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 right yes. now, yeah, but that's what it's I'm saying. Third. It's an absolute. It's an absolute hell of a flyer. If you're a betting guy, like I said, like I am. I'd throw down to you know plus three thousand. Do it, Solana said. Like, do it. And 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 before I get to you, Chris, I, I just want to put this out there. I want to emphasize this. Emphasize this. Jaime is doing this on a team that is a contender. Oh, you know. And to be fair, OKC are are playing really well, and they're one of the top teams in the Western Conference. I get that. I get that. But it's hard to find minutes on this Heat team when you have Jimmy Butler. Bam and Tyler in front of you, but Jaime is standing out with these guys around him, and that, that that shows a lot because nobody expected Jaime to be this good. Everybody thought four year starter UCLA, oh, this is gonna be a solid role player, but he is effing balling, man. The, the way he crashes the boards is my favorite part of his game that I didn't realize he had. Like yeah. he in the in the last two games, the fourth quarters, he's gotten some big offensive rebounds. Now, he did miss a, a, a gimme layup. Luckily, Duncan Robinson was trailing behind him. But Jaime is balling, and, and this is a big four now. I, 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 I'm, I'm putting it out there. Like, this is a big four, I think. Oh. Everybody talks about how teams have big threes. 
I'm sorry. If Jaime keeps this going, the Miami Heat now have a big four, and good luck with against them in the playoffs. Well, and you know the weird thing is, is that he was graded a minus one from everywhere that I'm looking here, which is really crazy to me. And the fact of the matter is, is that he's getting minutes. I mean, we're talking about what? Uh, Robinson got 34 minutes that game. Lowry got 33 minutes. Hero got 37 minutes. Adebayo got 36 minutes. I mean, just those names alone, like you said, Danny, gives enough you know, gives enough uh, a backing into saying, look, you got JJJ that's putting up big numbers around big names. It's not like this is his team. I, I mean, maybe he's benefiting off of Jimmy Butler not playing, but... And Caleb Martin I mean, getting going down also. Yeah, and Caleb Martin. But, I mean, I think that... I think even without... yeah, I think even with Don't Butler forget, playing, I think... he's He's played every single fourth quarter, the entire fourth yeah. quarter. From I believe game like three or four, so Spo has gone to him, you know, yeah. in these moments, and he's slowly growing before our eyes. I mean, that's that's literally what is happening, uh, Stevie. I mean, bro, we see it's you know we Let's see each other all, all over the place. I cannot wait to have a cafecito with him at the at the Caseta Center, man. Hey, they have a Bustelo. There's some Bustelo cafecito there, so. You're at we the gotta make it out to a game. Well, and for sure, there's for sure there's abuelas there making the cafe hotel. Oh, for it's sure, there's like culture, culture all over the place. I can say. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, the third quarter collapse was a disaster, though, Danny. I mean, we cannot. Well, the we Sixers cannot got leave hot. This show. To, uh, no, 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 no. No, we no, can't. No. We can't leave the show without talking about that collapse. Listen, the Heat at some point. They had what, like a 15, 20 point lead? I don't know. And then the they point. just completely shit the fucking bed. Like that third quarter was quite possibly the worst turnaround for a Miami Heat team that I've seen in a long time. Absolutely. Well, that's usually how they play the fourth quarter. But, I mean, I... thank God it was the third quarter because. Well, well, no, that's the issue. You know, yeah, I thought we, I, I thought the game. I thought what the game was, you know, good in hand. You know, they were playing well going into halftime, and then that giant collapse in the third quarter. And again, I'm holding my head going into the fourth yeah, quarter. It's you over. know, you know, going like, oh my god, we're going to the fourth quarter again. And then what do I see? Hey, it's the boys are back in town. Santa Claus is giving me another gift. You know, look, not only did I get this beautiful shirt. I got a, you know, or a, uh, what is it? A sweater? Look at that. Like a little cardigan. Very nice. Heat cardigan. <laughs> this guy. Go. Bro, this I'm going to be wearing it at the arena. So, you know, I got that. I got a heat win. And not only that, but, hey, we got a Udonis Hazem retirement jersey ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep. look, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I it's already a- got mine hung up. It's uh, it's, it's back there. Nice. On the wall. I and, see that. I see and that. And just in case, and just in case anybody was unaware Udonis Haslam jersey is going to get retired on January 19th against the Atlanta Hawks. So another fun Trey Young game in January. But definitely, I'm sure that's going to be a hot ticket because everybody's going to want to be there to honor oh, Mr. 305 himself. Um, do you yeah, find any flaws? Yeah, culture in- right there. Oh, no, for UD? Forget about it. And then he started doing a podcast, and he's just oh, like – I, I, I he's, he's saying, wait. fuck Bill Russell – 
Fuck Kevin Garnett. So, fuck Paul Pierce. I'm like, what the hell? Hey, I was going to plug. Hey, I was going to plug that. I think it's called the OG show, and he's going to be doing it with Mike Miller. So all you guys that follow, oh, nice. you know, that follow our podcast here with, you know, mm-hmm. Battered Heat and basically all the Battered fam, watch it because it's going to be baller, and I'm going to be watching it, and we're going to be talking about it on here uh, for sure oh, yeah. because – They've shown clips, and he says some outrageous shit. I cannot yeah, man. wait to comment on it. Yeah, he said, he said, yo, if I run into Kevin Garnett or Paul Pierce at a 7-Eleven, it's on site. It's on site. He said. <gasps> like, yo. That's what I'm talking about. I believe him, too. I believe him. I believe him. Absolutely. I believe him. It's on site. Uh, so what I was saying, uh, any flaws in Jaime's game? Because I felt like Tobias Harris was taking it to him in the first quarter. Now, Tobias Harris cooled off, but I thought that in the first quarter, Tobias Harris was giving him the business, and I think that maybe Jaime is still lacking a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. I think and- I think you're 100% right, Danny. I think you're 100% right. Um, I think where he might lack is maybe against a bigger player like Tobias mm-hmm. Harris, who, can may- who has maybe length over him and can reach over him or maybe shoot a fadeaway. I think maybe that's where he lacks. Also, I think he lacks on quicker players. Uh, you know, he doesn't move his feet as quick, you know, as quickly as maybe Bam uh, or some of, you know, some of our other players. That's something that I've noticed in his game defensively. But, Absolutely. you know, we're, you know, the heat and Spose system is able to hide those flaws very well in how well, you know, Bam helps in this system. And that's, you know, where a lot of folks don't see Bam. And, and, and that's why I'm livid that Bam hasn't been voted, you know, defensive player of the year because, yeah, he might not be the leader in rebounds. He might not be the leader in blocks with, wow, did he have some badass blocks on on, uh, on Monday. Yes, oh, Two highlight God. blocks. Oh, wow, well, yeah. And, and, and I think that Bam – because and I get it. Jaime had a great game and leading scores and a new face, so he's the story. But Bam had a great game also. I'm, I'm upset that, that Joel Embiid didn't play because I think Bam would have gotten hi- really hyped up to play against Joel Embiid because that's the kind of game that if he has a good game against Joel Embiid on Christmas Day, everybody's like, oh, maybe we should consider him in the talks for Defensive Player of the Year. But now because Joel Embiid didn't play, he doesn't get the credit he deserves for such a great game because he had a good defensive game this week. Chris? He has a good defensive game every week. Every game, yeah, yeah for sure. It's for the intangibles, sure. and Chris will tell you. I mean, ba- he's the basketball guru, so you know, go for it, bro. Yoda, go for it. No, listen. The thing about Bam is that he's he's so good on the defensive side, just as good as he is on offense. And the way that he plays defense, he's a very quick lateral move, you know, moving player. That he's he's quick enough and agile enough that he can stay in front of the offensive player and be able to leap and block a shot in a moment's notice. Now, you get the fight one through five. Yeah. Now, the thing with JJJ is, and I don't know if you've noticed, but this is something that I picked up on during the season. He typically has a lot of fouls. And when you have a player that has a lot of fouls, that literally means that he is not good at guarding on the ball players. And he typically guards a lot of players on the ball, not moving without the ball. So, his style of defense, and I, I guess I'll use the kindest words possible in saying his style of defense, is not the greatest. So, I mean, just looking at the last two games, he had three he had three fouls on on Christmas Day, and then he also had four fouls the game before. I mean, three fouls in forty minutes isn't that bad. It's not bad, but I mean, it's you're talking about players that can be able to play defense. I mean, Bam Adebayo had two fouls. The oh, game Bam before. Is the, he had defense, one he's foul. He's the defensive player of the year. 
but but that shows you the difference between how great a defensive player can play versus how little bit of lacking a defensive yeah. player can play as well. I mean, you have Tyler Hero who had one foul uh, on each game. I mean, Tyler Hero's not like the stout defender either, but well, you could tell that he can keep up with his with his opponent. Absolutely. Well, no, absolutely. Are, no. Go ahead. No, no, go go for it. Okay. Uh, no, I, there are two things that I want to get into real quick before we, we close this out. The first one being Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero has been great since he came back. Tyler Hero yeah. is very trigger-happy sometimes. And oh, he is sometimes frustrating to watch because Jimmy's not playing. My time to shine. And it worked in the Hawks game. But when it's not working, I, I shoot or shoot. I get it. But – you have other players that are playing well. You still got Bam. Jaime is having the game of his life. Yeah. Take it back a bit. Tyler Hero, this game was negative five and plus minus. He had four for 11 from three, eight for 25 from the field goal. It's it's not working today. Like, you got 22 points, but they were very inefficient, 22 points. Like, what you want is efficiency on this offense. So, yeah. like – uh, this Miami Heat team isn't the, the running gun team. Mm-hmm. Like a Mike D'Antoni team, Golden State team right now. Like you put up four for 11, you don't care because it's, it's shoot, shoot, shoot. This Miami Heat team doesn't play that way. So don't shoot yourself out of a game. And sometimes I think Tyler Hero threat, he, he walks that line because he's a shooter and I get it. But at some point, like you got to come down a little bit if you, if your shot isn't on that game. No, but look, I think you're 100% right. I do think he's trigger happy. You know, we can call him trigger Tyler. But honestly, I think in the fourth quarter is when he kind of turns it on. And he doesn't necessarily become trigger Tyler in the fourth quarter. He makes the right play. And I think we saw that in the Philadelphia 76ers. Spo, you know, doesn't go to him early in the fourth quarter. He, you know, comes to him around six minutes, you know, six and a half, seven minutes ago in the fourth quarter, brings him in. And when he does, you know, he kind of surrounds him with he's got Duncan, he's got Jaime, and, you know, you got Bam in there. So he surrounds him with a bunch of shooters so he doesn't have to be the shooter and he can make the extra pass or make the right play. And I think, you know, maybe in the first, second quarter when he has to be the leader, that's when he's more trigger happy. And I think we've seen him have really, really good first halves at least when he's been back, that's when he's been most effective is in the first and second quarter. So look, I think there's not a lot to worry about that. I think you're overreacting a little bit. That's my take. I'll let Chris go, you know, and give his take, but I think you're overreacting and I think we'll be okay. Once, you know, everything smooths out. Hey, I'm a Tyler fan. It's just, sometimes I'm like, dude, take it, just take <laughs> I it think, back a little bit. I think he is a very pacey player. I mean, uh, with him, with him, the way that he plays is like when he's on a roll, he's on a roll. But he's always going to try to shoot himself out of a funk. I mean, eight for twenty-five, you know, for field goals. Shoot or shoot is, for sure. Yeah, it's brutal. But at the same time, you know, like you said, Dan, you got to put yourself in his shoes and say, "Well, but Jimmy's not here, so somebody's got to jack him up. So mm-hmm. he's going to do that." Now, I get he it. Did I get finish- it. He did finish the game with five assists, which is, you know, pretty good for a, a, a ball-happy player. Um, so he did dish, you know, a couple assists. But luckily it didn't pan out to our loss instead of, you know, with the with the win. 
Look, since Tyler Hero's come back from injury, I think he's been a much better overall player. Even defensively, I think he's been playing better. Yeah. Offensively, he's been playmaking. Like he's not always shooting. He's looking to make the right pass. So I appreciate yeah. his like the evolution of Tyler Hero's game also. But I do think sometimes he gets trigger happy. Uh, two quick things before we head out of here. One, was beating the Sixers a statement win in your opinion? Solana. No, absolutely not. No, no. Joel Embiid. No Jimmy exactly. Butler, uh, you know, not a statement game. Uh, is it a big win? Absolutely. Any game where you play at 8 p.m. on national television, especially on Christmas, is a big win. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, but can I just mention one thing, you know, yeah, about, right. about that, that that Sixers game? And, and I want to take it back to my boy, you know, T-H-I triple C thick Kyle Lowry. Bro, my boy had two major huge spots in that game. I don't know if you remember, but one was driving to the basket at the end of the third quarter. He made the buzzer beater, yeah. right? And that put the game, you know, that, that, yeah, he did. And it tied the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it made sure that the Heat were going into the fourth quarter tied, you know, not down two points. I think that was big. And then he had a very, very big fourth quarter. He had a, a three in the, in the fourth quarter. He had a few assists. And, dude, that guy is very, very, very tricky, man. He gets a lot, he gets away with a lot of, a lot of funny calls, bro. I, I kind of like it, man. I'm, he's starting to grow on me, you know. That contract is just, is just, it's just money at this point, you know. But he's starting to grow on me, man. I'm, I'm starting to become a big Kyle Lowry fan. Yeah, I feel you, uh, Chris. I do have to. Game? I, I no, I, I have to agree with you guys. It's not a big game for the same reasons that that Solana mentioned. No Embiid. Um, I mean, obviously a nationally televised game, so in, in that sense, it was an important game, but. I mean, it's uh, a win's a win. It wasn't as big of a win as I guess we would have liked it to be, but I don't think it was a big statement thing. No, not at all. And and another thing is that when Joel Embiid is out, Tyrese Maxey becomes the main go-to guy. And he yeah. had his opportunities because he was getting open looks. But he was just cold that day. He had a lot of eggnog or something. He was four for 20 from the field, one for eight from three. And those were open looks. It wasn't necessarily at the heat were locking him down. He got a lot yeah. of good looks, and they just weren't falling. And if they do fall, who knows how that game ends up. So I also think that it wasn't a statement win. and uh, But we, we shall uh, fight, uh, live to fight another day. So 30 games in, 18 and 12. Looking pretty good, considering all the, the injuries they've had throughout the season. We have four games from here to the next time we jump on here on Thursday. So we have yeah. the Warriors. Tomorrow night, it's a West Coast trip. Tomorrow night, Warriors at 10 o'clock. Then the Jazz on Saturday, 5 p.m. Then they go to the Clippers Monday at 10.30. And then they have the Lakers on Wednesday at 10 o'clock. So how are we feeling about the next four games? I'll start with Chris. Chris, how are you feeling about the next four games, this West Coast trip? I mean, I might might drop a bomb right here, but I think that we're going to go one and three on these next four games. One I think that we're going to go one. Yeah, I think we're going to go one and three on these next four games. I mean, look, we're, we're, we just finished our, our games at home. We're about to go on a four. It's really a five-game road trip if you want to include the Phoenix Suns after that. But yep, talking about a four-game road trip. Uh, I mean, we're playing against the Warriors. I, I think that's going to be – that could be a possible loss right there. Uh, I, the Jazz is uh, – I think the only team that we're probably going to escape with a win with is – Maybe the Lakers or the Clippers. 
Well, I will tell you the Clippers are hot. They've won. Uh, I want to say seven out of yeah, the last. Yeah, that's eight. the only reason I. Yeah. They're they're fourth in the Western Conference. The Lakers are currently ninth in the Western Conference. The Warriors are tenth in the Western Conference, and the Jazz are twelfth in the Western Conference with a thirteen and eighteen record. And with the way that the West has been, I mean, it's a fucking slobber knocker. So, you know, uh, it's I think it's going to be a tougher road schedule than than people anticipate. What do you think, Solano? Look, man, I think, you know, call me crazy, but I'm going to say the Heat are going to go three and one. Look, Ooh. tomorrow night, tomorrow night, you know, the, the Heat are playing a debilitated Warriors team who, you know, just, you know, hang in there. You know, they hung in there on Christmas Day with with Denver. And, you know, I just think that they're just depleted without, you know, without the anchor there, their defensive anchor, that crazy guy uh, that just likes to hit people all over the court. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be a great game tomorrow night. Unfortunately, you know, Jimmy Butler was upgraded to questionable. Um, Kyle Lowry's questionable tomorrow, and also Duncan Robinson's questionable. Unfortunately, Martin, um, you know, Martin is not, you know, it, he's he doubtful, so I don't think he's going to play. But, um, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I think that he pulled it out tomorrow. The Jazz game again should be the one that we win, and I think that you know, I think the Heat beat the Clippers. I think the one where the Heat lose will be against the Lakers. Um, I think, you know, LeBron's going to play that game. He, you know, he always looks forward to playing against the Heat uh, and, uh, you know, usually beating him. So I think he wants this one. I agree with Salon. I think we go three and one. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the Clippers or the Lakers, but I think one of those two will drop. But I do think that we'll beat the Warriors. I think we'll beat the Jazz. And uh, I could definitely see it. I, I can't, I mean, a 4-0, like on the West Coast trip. I know that there's a fifth game after that, but from now until the next time we record, that'd be pretty impressive. But I, I just can't imagine that. Uh, so I do think three and one that'll put us at twenty-one and thirteen. That's a solid start to a season. And um, you know, all things considered, we weren't sure how this year was going to go on because the talk of the offseason was Dame Lillard. When we didn't get Dame Lillard, we're like, oh, I don't know what this team's going to look like. Exactly. So I, I'll leave us with this question. Are we glad that we didn't get Dame? Solana, are you glad that we didn't get Dame? I don't know. Okay. I don't know what the package would have been. Um, I, I could tell you that it, it probably included Tyler Hero and Jaime. Yeah, if it includes them too, you know, I'm glad we didn't get him. Yeah, I'm going to say that. But again, I'm always going to support the players that are on my team. So Dame is not on my team. So yeah, I'm glad we didn't get him. You know, F him. He plays for the Stinky Bucks. And uh, if we meet them in the playoffs, we'll just have to eliminate them like we did last year. Chris, do you think it's a good move that the Heat didn't end up with Dame now that you see Jaime and Tyler Ballin? He uh, he, he wasn't about that culture, bro. He didn't have his <laughs> culture cup with him. What are you talking? So he was dying him. to come over here. He was dying to come over here. Yeah, but like, he didn't pull it. He could have. He a deal could have been made. Something could have happened. Portland didn't but, want to do a make a deal with the Heat, man. They they, yeah. they were just happy that they they got something back without having to give them to Miami. Um, I think long run it works out much better for the Heat that they didn't get Dame. I think short term this season, as much as I I like how Jaime has been looking, I think Dame would have been made a a bigger difference short term, this season yeah. especially. But long term, I think the Heat are set up for years full of culture for the next decade. So. Um, I think it ended up being a good move long term. Well, and at the end of the day, Jimmy Butler's uh, Jimmy Butler's picture 
is always going to be a, a remembrance of how everyone feels about the Big Dame move. Yeah, I mean, that, that's why we got emo Jimmy, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. Any final thoughts, Chris? Uh, no, man. I mean, look, off to a four-game road trip, and hopefully we can be able to, um, you know, we can be able to come out with some wins. But, you know, I don't know. We're going to have to see. It's a five-game road trip. I know we didn't talk about the Suns because we'll be recording before that game. But I think that they beat the Suns also. The Suns, yeah. the Suns look really bad. Kevin Durant's just – he just can't make any right moves. Solana, any f- uh, final thoughts? I agree with the both of you um, in terms of that Suns. But final thoughts other than – bro, honestly, Christmas was absolutely wonderful this year. Spo is 9-0 on Christmas. Like I said, UD's, you know, jerseys going into the rafters. The Heat got a win. Jaime Jaquez Jr. is absolutely the man. I don't know, bro. I, I mean, it can't get any better right now. I'm on cloud nine. I'd love to hear that. And if you are watching and uh, hopefully you already liked and subscribed this uh, to this channel. But if you haven't, please like and subscribe. And we are actually going to do a giveaway. Solana's gracious enough to give away two tickets to the Sacramento Kings game on January 31st when they come visit the Miami Heat, get all your culture, and we are going to give the details of the giveaway next week on next week's episode. But from here to then, to make sure that you are up to date on everything that we have to do with the channel and with the giveaway, make sure you're following the Battered Hands, uh, sorry, not the Battered Hands, Battered Heat on Twitter and Battered Heat on YouTube. So uh, make sure that you look out for that. As always, thank you, Solana, for being so gracious to help the people out. Go to a heat Absolutely, game. Absolutely, man. And you can follow the batter herons too, man. It gets lit in the chat there, man. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. All right. So uh, with that said, uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully celebrating a 4-0 week. But, you know, as long as, as long as – look, if we go 500 on a West Coast trip, that's the, that's good. West Coast trips are always tough. Time change and all that other good stuff. All right. So if you are listening on audio, we appreciate you taking the time to join us all the way to the end. Please leave us five-star review, comments like uh, Chris. Do you have something to say? John Crotty. <laughs> oh, I was, you know, you're going to take it back that old school? I mean, really? Oh, Bob Rossi? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I just threw a wrench in there. I had to. I oh, had to no, sure. it's okay. I, I completely forgot that that's what Italy's always his uh, – when I give – Italy, his uh, final thoughts. He just throws a random name at me. Uh, I oh, got nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he got nothing. Oh, I got, that's I, rough, bro. For, for, on, for some we, reason, Eddie, Eddie Jones keeps popping in my head. Love Isaac Waston. I don't know. Isaac well, he just, he, that, that, every show, man. I love it. Every show, if we go back the last like 30 seconds, Isaac Austin's in there. We got we <laughs> got to get – maybe we get a, a special appearance from him. I got to see if I reach out to him. We can get him yeah, on the for show. For sure. For sure. Isaac Austin is our go-to. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe. If you're part of the chat, as always, we appreciate you joining us. And until the next one, have a good one. Vladimir Stepania. <laughs>